The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Back to the Brandon Peters show. I am the titular character, and we're in some territory never been in before. Today features a continued discussion of Hell's Bells, the dangers of rock and roll, in a series called Products of the Panic, with my guest Troy Brownfield of the Saturday Evening Post, graphic policy, and creator of Spark Shooter. So, what we're doing here is we've begun a uh, regularly recurring segment we're going to have on the show called Products of the Panic. These are propaganda ish, crazy videos and things made during the apex of the satanic panic in the 1980s. If you listen to part one, which aired last week, we kind of go over a little bit of what the panic was in case you're unfamiliar. Our conversation is a very long one, so I've split it into two halves. Last week was to be continued. So prepare yourself as we're in the midst of part two. I'll bring you right up to speed right where we were at. We now find that uh, rebellion equals witchcraft. Yes. Uh, and this, they want to point out, this isn't the good versus evil kind of rebellion. Okay? No, it's, it's not the American That's Revolution. That's allowed. <laughs> it's, it's not the what? It's not the American Revolution. It's No. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, this is, uh, so, good rebellion is okay, not witchcraft, but uh, rebellion, rebellion is witchcraft? Pick and choose. Just like your passages in the Bible and what books go in the Bible, you pick and choose. You pick and choose. Well, it's all witchcraft. <laughs> it's all witchcraft. Yeah. Um, and they, they decide to attack live aid. Um, but like when Rock came together to do something good and they said, uh, the, the money went to a dictator and few star- starving people were ultimately saved. Yeah, yeah, because that's all Bob Geldof's fault. Is how many how many people are ultimately saved from your collection baskets? Just want to. Yeah, it. You know, more would be saved from your taxes. More would be saved from your taxes. It's a cheap shot in a whole legion of cheap shots. Oh yeah, because they they did more than that whole organization did in a lifetime. (laughs) For it, one day. Yeah, and it, you know, it's especially ironic given the climate of today, where it's like the you can very easily see a guy like you know Eric Hobag having a "I've got mine, fuck you" philosophy of mm. <laughs> of existence. Um, so the tag live aid is like a really cheap drive by. Oh yeah, and they um, he goes, which is a better so which is really the better solution to the world's problems, rock and roll. Or Jesus, the Rock of Ages. Ooh, smooth one, Eric. Uh, and then that's our high fives in the editing room over that one. Yeah, 
bam, bam. Well, a few missed high fives, I guess. Oh, yeah, totally. The white fives is what I like to call or the the little pullbacks. Um, And he constantly throughout this refers to the rock industry as a multi-billion dollar industry. And I'm like, yeah, but what is Christianity? Is that not also a multi-billion dollar industry? You know, the, the other other funny subtext of this is that this is being made given all the music that we see in it and we can pin it to a date i mean there's obviously the copyright date but mm-hmm. you know we know that to have you know in your room by the Bengals in there it's got to be 89 and um but by this point the baker jim baker thing had happened the jimmy swaggart thing had happened mm-hmm. the oral roberts uh, if you don't give me enough money god's gonna call me home thing had already happened so all of these big televangelists were crumbling at the same period of time. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of hilarious that it's like in the face of <laughs> yeah, right. the Satanic Panic song, you know, at the same time, all of these evangelists are taking dives over self-inflicted wounds that are all like greed and lust kind of stuff. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, we now, uh, aptly speaking and fitting, uh, we now move to Dio, Ronnie James. You knew he was showing up in this. Uh, and like an invisible cancer that inevitably inevitably leads to death, so the seed of rock and roll has culminated in a blatant obsession of the occult. The occult. As, as Dio concert footage and videos is playing, uh, and they... They then transcend into the El Cronado, the Devil Fingers, which I think we, I believe we talked about the origin of it last time. Yeah, uh, Ronnie James uh, Dio attributes it to which, his grandmother, which he, is hilarious. Yeah, he's you know um, Rob uh, was his name? famous Satanist grandmother that taught him the ways of Lucifer. Paravona, I think, is uh, Dio's real last name. But anyway, he's got his um, you know he has. Uh, Roma and Jewish and uh, Italian family members in his background. And he said that his grandmother would make this as a sign to ward off evil. It was a religious sign, um, you know, against the evil eye, which Mm -hmm. incidentally is related to the, you know, live long and prosper of Star Trek fame, which, you know, Nimoy says is based on a Jewish hand blessing. So they're not too terribly far apart from the, you know, this. It was originally presented. And if you see Dio do it, Dio doesn't like this a lot. Yeah. You know, and the Gene Simmons, who also claims to have created it, mm-hmm. does this a lot, which becomes, you know, throwing horns, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, that there is a kind of etymological history of, like, where Dio developed that from. And part of it was um, he was trying to figure out what to do with his other hand. Mm. is you know he's like when you're singing and you've got this hand it's like what do you do a lot of people play a tambourine or you know henry rollins yeah. grips tenacious yeah. with both hands and like deals like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? and like robert plant you know everybody's got their other hand thing when you see it mariah christina aguilera but you know dio decided this this was his thing yeah and He's he's always got it ready. Like you sometimes just see him, like even casually, he's still just kind of like got it down to the side. So he quick draw it. Like a red <laughs> hole in the dark. <laughs> Don't give us a music strike. Um <laughs> Oh gosh. Um but yeah, and they even go back they find it 
on the yellow submarine cover, which I thought was hilarious. Which is like, is it though? It's like his hands, like I. Yeah, it's it's John's. Like, they've got four fingers, man, in the yeah. yellow submarine art. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and we we now go into the 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 popular new section. Uh, the eighties saw the development of a macabre style of rock. Which was the Cure, the Smiths, all the the new wave, yeah, it's, type stuff. It it uh combined and it w- combined with an intelligence and a poetic passion rarely found in the other rock music. Which damn dissing the rock with rock. Yeah, this is goth, which they never called goth because I think they didn't figure. I think someone. It's like there's a script page missing. Yeah, you know, it's like this other thing. Oh, let's not mention it. They never say they don't have a name but, it, for it. but it's expressly goth. Even band, I yeah, you know, I know Sisters of Mercy say they're not goth, blah, blah, blah. They are. It's it's all the bands that were the goth movement, the you know, dark side of the new romantic, however you want to address it. Others get to label you. You don't label yeah, you. Yeah, it's the cure, it's Susie and the Banshees, it's yeah, Bauhaus. It's they explicitly spend some time on Bauhaus. It is um, you know, like I said, the sisters, all all those bands that you hear like on a dark wave retro night that's you know that, that's who they are um, i don't think they mentioned they didn't mention echo and the bunny man uh there was like i they, saw it written somewhere yeah it was i think it popped I up saw it written video. down but they never said it yeah yeah but yeah you know who you know who we're talking about it's right it, mm-hmm. and it's you know they they really take some swings at the cure a few times um, oh yeah, they want to knock them down. This is a this is at their their big climb. They're yeah, pretty much just top of where they're. I think at. disintegration would have been out because I think it was mm-hmm. I think it was out that summer along with that uh, Bangles album that also yielded Eternal Flame. I mean, this is when the Cure hits puts out disintegration and they have nearly have a number one hit with Love Song. I mean, this is mm-hmm. very clearly yeah. that this is that the top. Era. Yeah, but, but everything that they focused on is previous. Like Head on the Door is a 1985 album. And, yeah. you know, they're talking about, <laughs> about those lyrics. So, but yeah, I mean, and it, lyrically Smith has always been kind of a seeker. He's always wrapped a lot of stuff in religious imagery or horror imagery or whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. especially, you know, lullaby things yeah. like that, that he's, you know, yeah, you'd think that they'd have a field day with like the Spider-Man is having me for dinner tonight, but you know, that's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. That they chose to go with, but uh, or they, they don't mention the Cure had an album called Pornography. They, they really no, no, they just skip that. They're, you know, what's happening now? That's what they want. Um, they're even. Uh, what is even more remarkable about this music is that while most of the groups readily acknowledge and em- even embrace its open spirituality, most do so with the insistence that it is Christian in its orientation. This is very significant because scripture makes it clear that the purest manifestation of the Antichrist spirit always comes from, uh, not from within, or not from within, but from within the context of our Christianity. Not from without, but from within. Whatever, fuck it. So anytime something be like, but I'm a Christian, like, no, no, you're not. Because if you go this way and this way, and then no, you're not. Like, it's like they can't even. Yeah. The two like, two examples that they use are Ozzy. You are always guilty in life. Yeah, always. The two examples that they use specifically at one point are around this point in the video is, is Ozzy and D. Snyder, and the the funny one, you know, it, it, like Ozzy's 
batshit crazy. And at that point, he was not mm-hmm. maintaining sobriety very well. Uh, no. Motley Crue tells the story of Ozzy snorting a line of ants. <laughs> D, on the other hand, um, I'm friends with his son, Jesse. And D is the guy that takes the crap off, goes home, family goes to church. They sing yeah. Christmas songs, you know. It's like they, it's he, Alice Cooper too. That's yeah. what he. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, Alice was a devout Catholic. He's he's a Sunday school teacher, I believe. Yeah, he married. You know, his his wife was a dancer on his, and they've been married since the seventies. I think. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, these are they're family dudes. They put on a costume. They're they're actors in a sense. Yeah. You know, he is Vince, and then Vince puts on Alice, <laughs> right. You know, and everybody that knows him calls him Alice, but you know, it's, I, I think his wife calls him Vince, but I think everybody is Alice to everybody else. But they, they said the singer's name was Alice. I don't think you really understand as the song goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we, as we, we now segue into voodoo, um, we get a clip from Serpent and the Rainbow. I was like, oh, nice. I like that movie. Yeah. Wes Craven. So a very underappreciated Wes Craven film. Uh, but it was the hot, voodoo movie of the time yeah. it was like it's the, the it's the uh most uh accurate to reality zombie movie ever made yeah because it's about the haitian practice and that stuff it it's not grounded in reality but it's closest to the actual study of um what a zombie is in our in real life yeah we we um, spend some time on diamond Gaius of all performers who has lent her voice to various uh, horror films and so forth. She does some of the speaking in Serpent and the Rainbow that they mm-hmm. mentioned, but also uh, she did background vocalizations for Bram Stoker's Dracula, among other things, because she's just got a crazy voice and she's still performing. Mm-hmm. She's like maybe 70 now. But oh. but yeah, it's like, like what? Because they throw in a couple of pictures of her. She's got the big dark hair and everything. Yeah. You know. Right. Oh, we get uh, Angel Heart gets a couple clips in here too. No, well, that, that's totally safe. We can just, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Come on, dude! You're not even trying anymore. Hell's bells. Yeah. Uh, like, they also they also have revealed that jazz, rhythm and blue, rhythm and blues, and rock come from voodoo. Um, Fleetwood Mac, Haitian voodoo. Uh, Peter Gabriel, Haitian voodoo. Jimi Hendrix, Haitian voodoo. David Byrne, Haitian voodoo. For those looking for the racism I mentioned earlier, this is <laughs> this is that this is, this is where we can get the blacks, all of them. Yeah, they, we do Haitian voodoo. They throw a sidecar at Robert Johnson at one point, but I'm pretty sure that hip hop was not included in this particular documentary because they really just didn't understand it. <laughs> it wasn't going to stay around. Yeah, you know, in 20 years when people watch this, <laughs> it's a fad. They weren't going to know it. They were going to oh that hip hop thing that nothing happened. Um, th- he takes a Eric takes a moment to damn premarital sex for a bit before moving on to the Rolling Stones and specifically Anita Pallenberg. Uh, she's a witch. Yeah. They uh, they throw it at her that she is a witch uh, with and full of rituals. Um, yeah. Scott Cantrell is uh, a death that they go on that they call it a ritualistic uh, death. Um, but in, in real life, it was a uh, suicide by Russian roulette. Yeah, which I don't know about you is not a ritualistic death. It's uh, it's Deer Hunter, it's... which I'm sure is a Satanistic movie to them. Yeah, featured Russian <clears throat> roulette heavily, but 
there's and you look it up look it up I, I was like i got curious about this one too nowhere has anyone ever written about this being a ritualistic satanist cult death or about palenberg being a witch or yeah if if i might um anita palenberg if if audience members don't know was um you know she was keith richard's partner yeah Yeah, she's she's she was an actor and a model um you know very beautiful in her day she's uh with keith richards but she had kind of a crippling heroin you know addiction over a long period of time and eventually kicked it but she's mother of uh one or two of keith richards kids and Mm -hmm. they also miss mary and faithful the great singer who was mick's girlfriend uh Mm -hmm. through a lot of this period fantastic voice oh my god she's great and she was gorgeous she was like she looked a lot like young helen mirren when she was young she's beautiful but um, this whole story um, of Anita and, and Marianne Fickle is a really interesting one. And in the Stones book, Old Gods Almost Dead uh, by Stephen Davis, they talk a lot about how integral they were to the Stones and the band. And they talk about the things in this video, um, like the recording of the album Goat's Head Soup, how they did get into the Jamaican sounds and all the Jujuka sounds and everything. That book has like a very interesting real take on how music is made. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned it because it, the the ladies figure very heavily into the to the book and about you know the Stones whole arc of their career. right. Anita Pallenberg was Brian Jones's girlfriend first. Yeah, yeah, and then went to yeah, yeah, and so but, right. This I mean this Pallenberg stuff. I'm like this is fucking slander, man. Oh yeah, like, really bad slander. And, yeah, like, she was totally alive. At the time, they, you know, I'm just assuming that it missed their notice. This would have been. I'm sure this probably didn't hit the radar big or enough for them to care. They probably probably laughed about it then. Today, if that came out. Yeah. Even if everybody thought it was bullshit, they'd go after it. But back then they would laugh it off because there's there was a celebrity was different back then. There was a a privacy to it that. Something like this, eh, I'm not gonna yeah. go give that att- give that attention. They can say what they want about me. I know who I am. The people who know me know who I am. Who fucking cares? But today they would have to go online. They'd have to make a tweet that condemns this or something like I am not. You know, yeah, it's a whole different world of celebrity when this came out. Yeah, and yeah, you know, this was also like Stones. Were, this was Steel Wheels Stones era. They shot yeah. like the whole concert for fox uh network at this during this year so they were as visible in the 80s at this point as they ever were you know so if if something like this might have popped up in a big way they probably would have stepped on it real hard (laughs) gotcha yeah they uh they move on to kenneth unger who's a satanist who had actual ceremonies to make lucifer rise yeah actual one did he rise do you call it if he doesn't rise is it an actual ceremony? Bizarre rituals intended to bring about the end of the world. Right? <laughs> uh we now are told uh this is where we get into Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, Satanist. Yeah. Flat out um and we start opening uh the door to about uh Alistair Crowley. Um Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley and we uh I knew Jim Morrison is gonna show up at some point. Um, <laughs> he's always late. He, he's here. Uh like a rolling stone, uh he married a witch and they drank blood the blood of Satan at their wedding ceremony. Yeah. And hey. guess what? And then he was like, 
and he died later drunk in the bathtub. What do you think that was from? Alcoholism. Like, <laughs> probably because he was a fucking drunk and had a prop like had no his problems had nothing to do with Satan. So we next head on to uh and you knew it was gonna go there either the quote about a uh, homosexuality near and dear to the great beast's heart. That's what so Satan 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 is LGBTQ friendly. Yeah, so another reason, like, same bad, he ain't a bad guy. Yeah. He's and not a bad guy. He's accepting. Curiously, no direct mention of any out musicians from the period. <laughs> no, they had George Michael right there. They had him. <laughs> they had him. Um, and we, of course, our favorite game, the Ouija board. Um, many of you is just a harmless game. Yeah, because it's made by, what, Parker Brothers? Parker Brothers makes the Ouija like, board. They're not. They're not Connell Cochran, Silver Shamrock. They make other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They mentioned Cheap Trick got their name from the Ouija board, which um, a cracks me up, and b Cheap Trick. You know, yeah. The devil says, Rick, if you wear these hats for the rest of your life, you get to be famous. <laughs> I want you to want me in my satanic temple. <laughs> If you want Satan, you've got it. <laughs> Wherever you go, or yeah, the flames that, of that, hell. If the flame, yeah, flames of hell. <laughs> We're all all right. <laughs> yes. Oh God, Satan's all right. Lucifer's all right. It, Alistair Crowley's all right with me. Yeah. Well. It, it, again, the the willingness to play out the thread to the craziest possible extension of anything mm-hmm. while leaving, you know, unbrought. They, they mention the obvious stuff. They mention, you know, Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil and some of the deep cut tracks from, you know, the first album. And they mention, you know, a lot of these bands that, that traffic in that. But th- they never maintain their focus on them because in their opinion apparently they just aren't famous enough <laughs> right yep there you go you know it's they a, don't they aren't gonna get the clicks yeah that's modern stuff we can in now we get finally come back to where they teased us in the beginning we're gonna go to the backward phenomenon called backmasking where <laughs> when you play the record backwards yep yes yep 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 which uh when you play that backwards i'll say bullshit probably won't but uh so listening forwards the preferred method of enjoying music (laughs) it's like i was like no shit dude no shit i didn't know that before i watched this i was like oh i'm gonna start listening things forwards now all right um he plays an example of that is precisely what satan has planned for us um it, it, or it says that is precisely what Satan is playing for us. It could be argued that there is no significance here beyond the fact that three guys just um, that just like or so. Okay, back up. He plays one of them, and it says that is precisely what Satan has planned for us when you play it backwards. And then he, Eric says it could be argued that there is no significance here beyond the fact that three guys like to get weird just to sell records. <laughs> Like, that's probably what it is, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never. Okay, let's start with the. There's no discernible 
you know, real oh, backward oh, no. stuff. So, yo, no, okay. So, yeah, he said, okay, so he talks about mind control and he says, there isn't a shred of reputable evidence supporting the, this hypothesis anyway. So, what if there is some subliminal suggestion going on here? We fucking stop there, you dumbass. We can't prove it, but what if we could? <laughs> but what if, let's, rather than stop, let's just keep going. Like, okay. I would, this guy's clearly not JFK Jr., but let's continue to believe he is. I, I would love to know how many of these actually circulated. You know, how many kids were actually shown this? How many kids suffered consequences from their parents because they had a, you know, George Michael album? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I hear him. It's got to be awful. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you, you brought home poison. Mm-mm. Poison in your brain. They want like, action. You shouldn't want action. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. We're watching a three-hour thing instead of listening to a forty-minute album. Great. Then the uh, kids like so, merciful fate. I gotta check that out. <laughs> Troy, there are th- there are a few types of backmasking. Three types. One is intentional. It makes sense forwards and backwards. So that wouldn't really be backmasking if you're going forwards. Have but palindrome, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might not make sense, but just go with us here. Um, there's just an accident. Uh, mathematical probabilities of that are just absurd. Just <laughs> theories here. And then the third type, spiritual. Outside forces are able to play an artist, deceived and snared by Satan. And then the song they play after he says this is Rock You Like a Hurricane. I here I am. I was like, wait, that's the one you chose? <laughs> that's not even the most outwardly satanic scorpion song. Yeah, like what in the f- like so no, so all these artists get out scot free. Satan got into them, yeah, and made them record it, put it onto the wax record backwards, so someone could play it forwards and get his message. And then he left their body, and they're like, "Well, I don't know what happened, man." I don't. Klaus, Klaus, Schinker, listen. <laughs> yeah, did we record this? Yeah. God, what? <clears throat> Insanity. Like, I just can't. Like, oh, wow. And we start getting examples now. And he uses, they use subtitles to basically force your brain to think that's what they're saying. Yeah. With no subtitles, you might not hear it. But with subtitles, you hear it. Um, He starts with ELO's El Dorado, uh, (laughs) forwards and backwards. Uh, He goes, even forwards, there's an anti Christian sentiment here. Uh, the funniest one for me, Queen, another one bites the dust. Yeah. Plays backwards, start to smoke marijuana. <laughs> I, I I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, 
And it sounds so stretched, like, okay, I can hear it because you're putting the subtitles there, but it's like, smart to smooth. It, it's like, like the, it, it is like the famous um, footage of, uh, it was in uh, VH1 Behind the Music when they talked to the lawyer that presented the suicide solution case. And he was trying mm-hmm. to assert that it, it played backwards. It says, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. And they cut to mm-hmm. Ozzy going, I'm speechless, Matt. <laughs> speechless. You know? Right. Like and you think, you think with this backmasking and shit, you'd want it to sound clear and like it is what it is when it plays backwards. Not like yep, yep, yes, yes, it's like yeah. Subtitles say like shoot up heroin and go kill mom. Like no, yeah, this is my cousin. She looks just like Laura Palmer. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> that so crazy and that's what something so, recorded backwards and played forward sounds like it's not hey, exactly exactly oh they uh cheap trick they come back here gonna race hell this is, you yeah. know satan holds the key to the lock to what door though <laughs> the door to your heart uh zeppelin of course comes here with stairway to heaven which he says there's enough poison in this song forwards to prove fatal <laughs> yep they get really into pan yeah, the pain yeah. references. Oh, this shit. This made me like. He says the fatal lie in this lyric is there's always time to change the road you're on. No doubt the man who played the drums on this song thought that until he found himself choking on his own vomit, and by then it was too late. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's how you can tell that. Jason Bonham has never seen this because he would have found that yeah. guy and killed him. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, how to say you're a piece of shit, John Bonham, without saying you're a piece of shit, John Bonham. Like, wow. Like, I could, like, no respect for the dead in this at no. all no. from a place, from people who you would think would have a respect for the dead. I mean, they fucking, like, well, worship either. the altar of a dead guy. They're, they're like, all they're all in hell, so it doesn't matter. It, oh god, they're having fun. That's what they're doing. Fuck. Um, but they reverse stairway to heaven, and it says, "My sweet Satan, no other made a path for it. For it made me sad, sweet Satan." And he's like, "There, there is nothing sweet about Satan." <laughs> he had to make that clarity. He wanted four, four people got the wrong idea. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I've never understood, um, in particular, why Stairway was the lightning rod of the epic '70s songs. When clearly the one that invites the most interpretation in that regard is Hotel California. But yeah, but, but you know, Stairway is more of, you know, like plants medievalist Tolkien bullshit. Oh, yeah, album <laughs> album cover too has a lot of stuff they've got like their fonts, the symbols they use. Yeah. Probably like let's find the track off of you know, and that was the big track off of that. So they went yeah. after they went after it. Yeah. Like they just oh nobody uh, ever wants to find any meaning in four sticks though. It just <laughs> Yeah. And you know you have to give God a chance. That's what we're told. Oh we were um, saying Right. Uh, our next section is excuses for listening to this music. Uh, 
intention and motivation. Uh, not my fault the groups I like sing about this stuff. Yeah. Well, it is your fault. You can't excuse it. Um, artists who are considered neutral are not neutral. This is where he goes into the Whitney Houston spiel. Yeah. Uh, well, what what is that? They have a staged video of some kids sitting on a car talking. I I feel like that was shot expressly for this. I don't think he comes. Yeah, there's like else. a concert one too that they shot for it too. Yeah, where, where the, the host was in the middle of it all. Like yeah. yeah. And the girl says, I listen to neutral artists. I'm like, man, I have never heard that term ever. Yeah. No, that's their bullshit. That's more of their bullshit. Like, this is probably real. Like, yeah. Uh, and he says, as an artist, she has permitted sex and sexuality to sell her music. And she poses like this, which is the picture we oh. talked about earlier. And he says, um, he calls Saving All My Love For You a Satanist tune. Because it celebrates adultery. Adultery, yeah. Um, he then goes on to make a strict nine uh, comparison. He says, yeah. uh, unlikely people would take <laughs> Satan's bitter poison straight. Which, which that, that is one of the most batshit crazy moments of the whole thing. It's like, the children leave the powder alone. Yeah, he, but hide he, the strict nine in candy, and they'll eat it. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah, he has this room of children with this powder in the middle of it they show the example and then he puts it in m&ms and then leaves it in the room and he considers uh pop music sugar-coated poison in candy and then it because that dude on life support in the hospital I'm like what the fuck? yeah like he, he's here because of rock music like what like wow yeah Um, and we start getting really preachy. He's uh, God is reality. His word is truth. Jesus is salvation. Heavy metal mocks this. Pop music ignores it. <laughs> like, it's like if you're not doing everything at any moment, at any time, that's in service of God or Jesus, your life is living the living the wrong way. Like every song has to be about Jesus. Well, and every every speech about Jesus. And they make it very clear that, you know, you can't fix that. <laughs> no. no. You cannot. Uh, if we truly believe in, if we truly love God, we will be offended by things that mock his character, ignore his love, or pervert his truth. If instead we gravitate toward, uh, toward to and embrace these type of things, we don't really love God. We simply can't. So, Yeah. Sorry for you Wham fans out there, but you simply can't love God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't want your freedom. <laughs> yeah. No, that careless whisper caught cost you so much. <laughs> oh. This shall be your last Christmas. <laughs> uh, we finally get to Michael Jackson, uh, focusing all on Thriller. Um, yeah. thrillers filled with occult imagery and necromancy he, <laughs> I I forgot here's proof for people about the satanic panic being a real thing how big it was and how it existed is when you watch thriller there's a disclaimer for Michael Jackson at the beginning that I, I forgot about this yeah. um, it says this does not endorse 
uh, the occult. It's like my, you know, views and all this stuff. And that's a whole lot of crazy to put before just a simple werewolf zombie video. Yeah. But it is a true sign of the times and a true relic of the panic to have that posted in front of a harmless horror music video for a pop yeah. song. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it, it's funny to me because uh, on a few levels, the absolute endurance of that song has, be, you know, there's a lot of songs that have moved over to the Halloween category. And mm-hmm. so Thriller gets to come back every year around Halloween. Right. Its popularity in general remains undiminished. I'd even call it one of the best horror films of the eighties. Even like it's a short, short film, got music Landis. video, but but hot damn, it's got Landis, it's got Vincent Price, the mate. I mean, the costumes, the mate, like it's insane. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it, it's incredibly well made. The choreography is outstanding. Um, it's got the great tag with the you know Michael's eyes and the Vincent Price mm-hmm. laugh. I mean, that's a true. Yeah, it's an artifact of the the music video age. It's an artifact of the '80s, and like you said, that opening card slots it right in with everybody's crazy right now. <laughs> right. Yep. And I need to still sell records to you, white Southern Baptist kids. Yeah, and Thriller was not even the opening single of Thriller. It was like the fourth. Billy Jean. Yeah. Uh, Billy Jean. Beat it was, was beat it second or third. Yeah, let me. I think PYT might have been one or well, or the girl is mine. The girl is mine was ahead of that. I think. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, having that there, like, I well, Landis wouldn't have given a shit, but I was definitely at the behest of probably Michael Jackson and probably the record company worried at that time that it would be a turnoff that he would do those that video. Thriller was the seventh single seventh girl is mine was october 82 billy jean beat it want to be starting something human nature pyt thriller was released november 2nd 1983 as a single wow (laughs) that's crazy that that's one of the things that you're and that's the biggest song on the album like well billy uh, billy jean and beat it were number ones and yeah but I mean, the album just start to finish, nothing like it. I mean, you can say what I mean. There, yes, people. Michael Jackson is a controversial figure, but the album was what it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm old enough to remember when there was no controversy about that stuff. We just enjoyed that album, so right. it's hard to take my initial feelings away from it. But that is a definition of a banger. The yeah, I don't think, you know, it, it's one of those things. Will Wheaton recently wrote about um, separating a flawed or failed creator uh, from a work that you enjoy. And he was specifically talking about Joss Whedon and all the shit mm-hmm. he's done. And so yeah. you can still enjoy Buffy because the actors and other writers and all the other people that were involved in it made a thing that you like. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to. Just because Joss a lot more involved. people involved with stuff, yeah, yeah, and and similarly with you know whatever your feelings on Michael Jackson are, if you take Thriller as an independent work of art, it's crazy how Eddie Van Halen Thriller... has a badass solo on Beat It. I mean, come on, folks. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. 
<laughs> it's it's ridiculous how how much good stuff is on that record that you know and it, and it does when stuff like that happens you know the personal controversies it gives openings to these predatory interests like this you know eric Kobag. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah right um i did get a i get a chuckle from eric Kobag. um he called. He's talking about what most people envision the devil as. He goes, "The horn-headed dude in red pajamas." I was like, "All right, all right, it's a funny line, dude. Funny line." But Troy, um, to put it on the show, we've had. We'll be talking on Friday's episode about Venus, which is featured in this. Um, we talked about Dio on your uh, last appearance on here. Uh, your first appearance on the show, uh, we talked about Huey Lewis in the news, who is not even safe from this. No, he's the next person because Huey was. They were. They were at the. This was the height of Huey Lewis in the news. Um, Jacob's ladder is the one that they got to. They got to take it down. Yeah. Um, he calls it a pleasant number one hit song that becomes a startling presentation of satanic philosophy when viewed in the light of truth. The, the light, light of, of truth. truth. Not false, the light of truth. Like, wow. Um, felt bad. I'm like, you see this guy made the pre- step by step, one by one. And he's like, <laughs> like, no. This is like, just, oh, wow. Yeah, it's hard to think of a more harmless, hey, everybody, let's have a good time rock star of the era than Huey Lewis and you know not trying to hurt anybody <laughs> and, and somehow the poor guy gets associated with American Psycho for the rest of his life <laughs> right right I mean they, he, yeah. like we, we all know them but they're probably like one of those things that was huge in its era that didn't carry over into just the overall pop culture like yeah. I love Huey Lewis in the news but they didn't carry over into the all all time pop culture consensus. But if you were yeah. there, there was nothing bigger than them, like at the time and yeah. all this, and they just didn't translate. Like I was watching uh, Patrick Willem's uh, recent uh, video essay about the Police Academy movies, which were yeah. humongous hits in yeah. the '80s. Like, and there were like seven of them. But pop culture conscious, all this stuff, just no footprint, none. Hugh yeah. Lewis has a footprint, but it's doesn't tell the story of how gigantic they were in their moment. Yeah. I think that there's, and for as long as it was. Yeah. There, there's a lot of willful forgetting, you know, cause the, I, I did a piece for the um, Saturday evening post this week about Hannibal Lecter. Uh, it's like the 40th anniversary of the character appearing in the red dragon novel first. And, mm-hmm. you know, history has kind of made Hannibal, like people want Hannibal to have been a failure with Julian Moore replacing Jodie Foster and stuff. That movie made mm-hmm. a shit ton of money. It was yeah. a huge hit. It was a, it was one of the f- biggest of the year. It one of the biggest R rated grocers of all time. Yeah. And they've retroactively consigned that to failure, a failure that didn't happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, And so that, and that's, you, you have it's these like matrix reloaded was a humongous hit. Yeah. Like, Humongous hit, but be like, oh, those Matrix sequels failed. No, oh, they did not. They made a lot of money. You know, it's one thing to say to not like it or to realize later that you didn't think it was very good, but you yeah. can't say that it wasn't successful. 
Yeah, and and in Hannibal's case, you don't make the money that thing was making by people not continuing to go or bad word about people. General audiences probably liked Hannibal well enough at worst. Like it did what they wanted. Yeah. So and that, and that had a pop culture like it was getting parodied a lot. People were seeing that movie. Um, I mean, there was a lot of like quotes, things that from it, like it, in that moment for a few years that, I mean, people knew that movie up and down. Yeah. Um, but Troy, there's a band. They have a song called running with the devil. <laughs> they had a risque lead singer, but is that where they go here? No, they go to the no. They go to <laughs> Sammy Hagar. Van Halen is what they. The Van Hagar. That's where they. They could go right with the devil. David Lee Roth, hot for teachers, some sex stuff like Panama. No, no. Yeah, let's go with the safest version of Van Halen. <sighs> Sammy, he just can't drive fifty-five. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Uh, the best of both worlds denies the need for God, so that's why they they and it was probably the most recent thing they had going on. Well, was it, they'd had a they would have had OU eight one two out after that. Mm-hmm. That would have been mm. ahead of time. So the the churches hadn't gotten their screener yeah. copies of it yet. Is this review love? copies. Yeah. Uh, if God. it's if it's love and uh, it's love. finish what you started. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, contrary to the deceptive stereotype, um, this is what they're talking about, uh, Satanism here, not Van Halen, but uh, contrary to the deceptive stereotype, no black masses or wild sex rituals are necessary to be a follower of Satan. <laughs> Simply deny the love and authority of God by living your life the way you want to. That is the damned if you don't philosophy. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I want to do what I want right now going to hell bitch going to hell like there is no escape yeah uh then they they give us the example of christian proper christian proper music and dancing and it fucking sucks it looks like some the weirdest folk festival you've ever seen it is some midsummer stuff it is creepy bad and you notice they threw a little. They threw their own subliminal message bullshit in here. There is a f- picture of a fetus during this. Yes. Did you notice that? Yeah, I they did. Threw that in there totally. quickly. Oh, to throw it. it. It should be. It should be noted that every overlay picture of the devil that they use is a capture of Tim Curry from Legend. Yeah. That, yes, it is. That it appears is. throughout. And and weirdly um, enough. Some of the tricks that they use to probably avoid copyright entanglements by doing the negative images and stuff, they've clearly in this last segment taken uh, scenes from a religious film where there's an actor playing Jesus, but they've negative imaged that, mm-hmm. which makes me think they knew that they didn't have the clearance to use that footage, so they also negative imaged, <laughs> you know, which which is a very strange thing of all things to do the color reversal and saturation on it was, you know, the actual Jesus part. Right. <laughs> it didn't, you know, that it, it's just the weirdest conglomeration of stuff at the end. Then, and then I don't, I don't want to give it away, but there's the big reveal. Yeah. Which, coming up. Um, 
I want to point out back to their Christian music real quick that um, at some point in time, both this music, the song, uh, the dancing was probably considered witchcraft by some sect of people. Yeah. Like it's, this was probably Satan's, Satan's uh, concert or whatever at some point. Yeah. That, that town in Footloose, they wouldn't have been down with it. No, they but, would not. But, you know, and, and it's interesting that they chose this. And, and again, 1989, you know, uh, another summer, Sound of the Funky Drummer. 1989, they went with that as opposed to Amy Grant, as opposed right. to Petra, as opposed to Michael W. Smith. All of these different acts that they could have used that were legit big. Yeah, they were big. Yeah. They could have used any of those. It's like, here's Amy Grant. You know, yeah, they did not, <laughs> baby, baby. Yeah, yeah, yep. Nope, not happening. Um, there's this this video has an obsession with obedience, devotion, lack of self, lack of choice. Like it's awful. Like this sounds like horrible, like a horrible way to live your life. Like, and just like wow, you are obsessed to like fucking listen, fucking don't like. Do you? yourself think of god and every second of your day and dead like thank you god for i'm breathing right now thank you god for that breath thank you god for being able to speak thank you god for letting me blink right then thank you god for like fuck off it's a real wow. it's a real siege mentality like a stockhold syndrome thing that kind of permeates the whole it's bad yeah attitude of it right uh th- there's a honeybee comparison that ends this <laughs> Up and he goes and as Jesus Jesus often said in his time on earth, so he still says today, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, listen and obey, and like the honeybee who finds food, you shall live. Don't listen or listen and don't obey, and you shall surely die. Yep. Fuck you, Jesus, <laughs> asshole! What in the hell is that? Like, what kind of person? Like, yeah. So if you like. He tells you to go do that. If you don't, you're going to die, man. Like, you're going to die. Like, what? It is, it is the worst kind of, you know, pushing kids. Because you imagine if, the, if they're using this in a Sunday school class, if you're using this in maybe like a middle school or a high school class, it is a kind of, um, emotional terrorism because <laughs> yeah they, they absolutely know that, they know that kids are they're listening to the radio they're out doing stuff you know it's like oh man i went to a football game and i heard a whitney houston song i'm doomed um you know like what what about the kids that take it real seriously that she are... wanted to dance with somebody i hope it's not me <laughs> i don't want to go that's, to hell whitney houston that's that's what I think of is the kids who whose homes like home lives were made awful yeah. by this decade long siege of you know all of this is bad and you're bad for liking it and yeah there's no way out your friends you are bad and your friends' parents are bad and they're bad and everybody's fucking bad like and, and there's nothing you can do to make yourself better because you're too late it's too late you play D and D you're done you play. <laughs> You listen to Motley Crue. You're, you're unsafe. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you roll. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> and your charisma in the eyes of the Lord is zero. And this, all of this is just 
being exposed to culture. It has nothing. It's like, yeah, it's just learning things, trying something new, evolving creation. It's cre- you're creating. Like, don't they love? Didn't their Lord create and you can create? Oh, no, you're not supposed to. Biasmith, Biasmith. Yeah. So he says, no matter how suffocating Satan's lies become, they're no match for the truth. Sounds like they are because Rock's still here. Yeah. Madonna's still kicking. Like, what? Yeah. You lost <laughs> truth. We're living lies. Um, and now all that remains is the act of obedience Receive the love and forgiveness that is his goodness to grant. Okay. Um, So there's a big revelation here at the end. Um, Eric, our host, was a rock star? Uh, Nine years ago at the height of his rock days, he gave himself to God. He was a rocker. He was a rocker. Which is interesting because he was apparently salvageable. Apparently, and apparently uh, he can move on because um, I thought once you did these things, it was over. Yeah. Yeah, there's no second God chance. spoke, you will eternally have to lean to the side for the rest of your life when on camera. Yeah, at, th- at this point, he's straight, you know, the, when he makes yeah. the big reveal, this is when he's finally moved to he's like, actual he's like, framing. I'm a rocker. Yeah. Um, and he gives a final word of advice. If you still haven't established that relationship with God, please think hard about what you've just seen and heard. Pray and ask God to reveal her, uh, the truth to you. Surely you can't be frightened of the truth. And if you did pray that prayer, tell someone about it. You can even contact us here at Real to Real. Take care, and I'll see you in our Father's kingdom. So is he going to drink Kool-Aid and die? Like, well, was that where he, like, Mr. Uh, Eric is still with us. Yeah. And his company, he, he's morphed his company. It's not real to real anymore. Um, I'm drawing the blank on the name, but he does have a Twitter account. Oh, and God. his tweets are almost. Exclusively, oh, God. I like this video on YouTube. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It, it's you, and it's probably all videos related to his various production companies. And so, how forth. many followers does he have? Um, it was not many. <laughs> False idol. False idol. If you're having followers, you shouldn't do only Jesus should have followers. Only Jesus and the second unity, uh, United Baptist Church in uh, Monroe, South Carolina, off Fourth Street next to the 76 station it's um apologetics group <laughs> oh and i'm sorry uh, i made this video i'm sorry i did it sorry. yeah and his uh all of his tweets are well he, he's got a couple of other things but they're generally i like the youtube video um john piper's the sin of abortion i like the youtube oh. video daniel explained i like the youtube video Police dog blues. <laughs> Police dog blue. Is that Satanist or blues I, or is it like? I don't know. One's true. Oh one's um, one's a Gumroad tutorial. How to sell thousands of digital products online. <laughs> God. Uh, 
Leaving for the rally in Texas. About to see a resurrection. Of JFK Jr. Oh, yeah. So that's that's just fucking video. And oh my gosh. I, I tell you what, like as, as peeved as I can, like it was a trip to watch and think that anybody could put this together. Somebody could watch it and buy into it or they force people to see it. Like, yeah, it, again, I'm, I'm vastly curious at this point as to how many of these things were sold, how often they were seen, how long they stayed in use. Um, you know, it would have been kind of hilarious for someone to try to even hit like a middle school class just five years later in 1994. Yeah. You know, it would be like, what? Who's that? I don't know who that is. And it's, get the get the AV cart out, put the TV, <laughs> pop the VHS in, tape one of five. Yeah, and it, I, it, this will be a recurring theme as we talk about products of the panic and mm-hmm. um, all these people that are so dramatically concerned about the children were abusing the hell out of children with all this stuff, with beating mm-hmm. them metaphorically with this makes you awful. This makes you yeah. bad. Liking this makes you bad. Liking a horror movie makes you bad. You're bad. You know, and it, it probably resulted in some of the suicides that get attributed to other stuff. It probably mm-hmm. resulted in drinking and drug use as kids sought out ways to deal with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't know what the cost of that was. Yeah. And for every one thing that you could point to and say, okay, that, that guy was really fucked up, like a Richard Ramirez. There are a yeah. other things that had absolutely nothing to do with any of it. You know? Yeah. Uh, some insane. poor bastard got the shit beat out of him by his dad, I'm sure, because he had a dungeon master's guide. Yeah. Um <laughs> Some kid had a Ghost Rider comic book, probably had their stuff taken away and burned. You know, I mean, who knows what this kids disowned or like that. Imagine a college kid coming back. You play D&D. You're not my son. Yeah. Just play my fucking game, mom. So I started a band. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you know, there there are very few parents who are Virginia girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right yeah, just insane just insane but um that'll wrap up our first look into uh products of the panic and i hope you enjoyed hearing this craziness like i said you can find it to watch yourself it is three hours um but i hope you got the gist of it or Sounds like we're lying and making up shit. We are not. I directly quoted things. I rewound the thing to make sure I direct. Unlike them, I can cite my source. It is this one thing. Yeah. And you can go look it up. But just this wildly inappropriate, like just irresponsible stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, but and, um, yeah. And I was going to say, and um, be aware, you know, if, if you're with us going forward, the. Uh, <laughs> The context, if you haven't turned it off, the, the context argument um, comes up again and again and again. Trying to quote things out of context and use things out of context as a as a weapon um, that is pervasive throughout this, and all these different lyrics that they quote and everything that are just not related at all to the point they want to make, but it, they're just vague enough that <laughs> you know, right? That the, they can 
assign meaning to them and get people to believe it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There'll be more. We're going to research. We already know some a couple of things that we'd like to talk about down the road here, uh, but this will be a recurring uh, segment type thing on the show, just like the commercials with Jessica. Um, but like, it's a topic I'm very interested in. I love just sitting and listening to Troy talk about it. <laughs> Troy is very interested in himself. So um, we will be exploring more of these and um, this is a big one to start out. So here you are. I appreciate those of you who sat through this whole thing. So before we go, um, I'm still just stunned by it, but, uh, this is a hell of a way to start. Troy, thanks for coming on as always. I love getting your mug out, cleaning it and <laughs> filling it up for you to come on the show. Let uh, people know what you got going on recently and where they can keep up with you. Um, well, let's see. The main thing that people might find is my work for the Saturday evening post, which, uh, you can find me. Uh, tweeting about on Twitter at Troy Brownfield. I write a uh, collecting column for graphicpolicy.com and I still have uh, my various comic book work. I have a new thing coming out that I don't think I can talk about yet because it hasn't been solicited, but um, I wrote a crossover comic that is being done by my Brazilian friends, House 137 and an American company. And as soon as I can talk about that, I will. But so watch that um, at Troy Brownfield space or on, on Instagram or Facebook. And I will be talking about those kinds of projects. So. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at brand UHD written work at why where I have lots coming cause I'm behind on things and, <laughs> Um, and getting into it with Sex and the City fans on YouTube, my YouTube channel. Check that out. Um, there's more from the Brandon Peters show this week, but until then, hail Satan. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.